0: football on
1: off the ball
0: with sky don't miss brighton versus arsenal on saturday night football live on sky sports yeah and we're delighted here on otp sports that all our football is brought to you by sky all the football you love in one place across sky sports bt sport and premier sports john giles is with us as always at half seven on a thursday evening john evening Nathan. uh I want to talk about Roger Hunt first uh, who sadly passed away this week Uh, unfortunately last week we were talking about the passing of Jimmy Greaves and his strike partner at the start of that World Cup in 1966 was Roger Hunt Uh, what an incredible career he had for so long he was Liverpool's all time leading scorer uh, with 286 goals remains their record league goal scorer with 244 goals Uh, played for the club for 12 seasons won a couple of league titles an FA Cup and also obviously a key part of that England squad that won the World Cup in 1966 a a proper legend
2: well he played in all those matches Mm. in the the World Cup you know uh, Roger no, he was a great lad he was he was, he was i'd say almost a great player right? and he was very very uh, uh, modest in his way he never was flashy in any way and, and, and uh, just got on with the job real real workhorse of a player i mean he, he, he was ideal for for Saint John when they were a partnership because right. he he played off him all the time, and he wouldn't be able to run. Well, it didn't run around as much as he was a workhorse guy. But scored a lot of goals, as you as you as you mentioned yeah. there. But a really good lad, very honest in his play. Did never get into any trouble. Just got on with the job. And uh like he, he never gets, he hardly gets a mention around the '66 World Cup winning mm. team. You know, it's all about like Jimmy Greaves not playing in the two matches and the lads coming on. But Roger played in all the matches. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was he was a, a very modest individual who was a terrific player. I got to know him a bit, uh, uh, Nathan. Right. How we were away in we were away in in Mexico. There was a competition in uh, in, in in one of the football uh, things at the time, and it was that if they picked, say say you picked me, yeah, in the team, and your name came up, you got a trip to uh, to Mexico. Right and I got a I got a free you got a nice trip the and, yeah. and Roger funny enough it's only 4 years amazing how football uh, things happen in football yeah. only 4 years after winning and being a hero at the world cup he was on a tour with a, with a, with a firm as a as a host and when he got to 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 Mexico Guadalajara I think we were in the the, thing, the 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 firm he was with went bust nice so 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 he was stuck you know and uh, luckily enough, he, he was he was able to come down to the hotel that we were in. Yeah. And like they they thought he was one of the lads. So he used to he, he used to eat with us every day, and that I know it's it's it sounds it doesn't sound much, but he was a really good lad, and he got caught up in that particular thing. But it's only four years after winning the World Cup. Now you think you think say for example the FA in England would say look all the lads who who, who weren't still playing, I want could, could be. Uh, you know, guests yeah. up there is for the for, no. Poor old Roger was stuck over there with a frame that went bust in the in in, wow. in, in, in uh, on his on his particular trip. So I got to like, know him a lot more. Obviously, yeah. then I knew him from playing against him. But he was he was a real gent, uh, uh, Nathan. Really good lad. Terrific player. Terrific player.
0: By the way. You talk of him there as a workhorse, and the way you talked about Jimmy Greaves last week, it sounds as though they would have been pretty much perfect bedfellows as strikers working together.
2: Well, well, they were, Nathan. You know, like they were. They were. It's, Jimmy Greaves was was very unlucky in 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 that at that, that particular mm. time because they were regular players. Jimmy Greaves played in loads of matches, and he only he, like he played in the first two matches. Things weren't going well. Uh, for the England team, yeah. So Ramsey decided to make changes, drastic changes. And the thing with Jimmy is, he if the team's not playing well, like Jimmy's main thing was scoring goals, yeah. But he wasn't. He wasn't even getting any chances. So so he paid the price for that. And he only Jimmy played in the first two matches, and England didn't play well at all. But Roger was never going to be left out because he he was the workhorse. Jimmy didn't get the chances to do what he needed to do, yeah. which was to score goals. You know, but Jimmy only missed those few matches. Then he was back in the England team almost straight after the World Cup. Nathan, that was that's how unlucky he was. Yeah, was, uh, there was no way that uh, that uh, Roger Hunt would be left out in yeah. that situation.
0: As you said, you you would have played against them many times. Probably the most famous one was the sixty-five Cup Final. Yeah, when Liverpool won, he he was among the goals that day.
2: Yeah, he scored the first goal. It yeah. was, that was that was a two-one win for Liverpool. Uh, Night and first time they ever won the cup. Uh, and there used to be a thing around that time a superstition that as long as the Liverboard was there uh, in in Liverpool, Liverpool would never win the world uh, win the FA Cup. Right. But they did that day. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was amazing. That was our. We were just promoted that year. It was amazing for, for us. Uh, yeah. Liverpool an established team. Brilliant, to, brilliant team. Ron Yates and Tommy, uh, Tommy, Tommy Smith and and obviously uh, uh, Roger, Roger Hunt. Roger yeah. Hunt uh, brilliant players Ian Saint John Thompson, wingers Callahan. They were a really class team. But we, we took them to extra time. Yeah. And in in Saint John, got a, it. was only the smallest guy, got a great header, and and Liverpool won the cup for the first time, and the live board is still there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, a hundred thousand at that game, at that FA Cup final.
2: Oh yeah, well that was the that was the norm. Don't yeah. forget, in those days they were talking about nineteen sixty, uh, sorry sixty five. Nathan, I presume you they couldn't
0: did. hear each other on the pitch when there's a hundred thousand people there. What's it like? You couldn't talk to each other. You know, if his teammates shouting at you, you wouldn't have been able to hear him with the noise. Which the players,
2: yeah, and you'd hear them all right. You I know, mean, you said "f this" and "f that" <laughs> and "f you," and there would be there be plenty of that going on. Now you could hear you could hear that all right. You'd hear you know? Big Jack. I would be Jack. You'd be hear Big Jack anywhere, it, you know. But uh, no, no, the crowd would be there. as You know, you see, there was there was there was mostly standing on the terraces in those yeah. days. Uh, Nathan, you're know, going back to to 1965. You know, it's a long time ago. Uh, but it, but the atmosphere would, would be would be just as good, right? Cause there was more there was more people in. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, like people used to go mad for the for the tickets because the, the clubs only got a certain amount because it was the FA and they used to give clubs uh, tickets to all the clubs in the uh, under the FA. So the, the 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 actual team supporters only got about fifteen thousand. Each. Right. Night. You know, that's why they used to go mad for the tickets. But, yeah. Uh, uh, especially Liverpool, Liverpool and Liverpool had won the league uh, the year before. Well established and brilliant team. Brilliant team. We, we we were just promoted that year. We finished runners up in the league and runners up in the cup. And that's why we got the name later, later of, of not winning as much as we should. Yeah. You know what I mean, Nathan? But it was a miracle, uh, really, in many ways, to reach. The, we beat Manchester United in the semi final. And finish runners up in in the uh, in the league and as a team, first only promoted, you know. Anyway, that's yeah, that's the way it was. But Liverpool no. were, were a great team. Yeah. that first that was Shankly's first great team, and they were brilliant,
0: brilliant. The other thing I read about that game was that Jerry Byrne, the Liverpool player, broke his collarbone very early in the match. But it was at a time when there were no substitutions, so he just played the full match with yeah. a broken collarbone. Like, it's, was that something that happened to you at any stage during your career, or where you know you, you knew you were in trouble, but you just had to play? Yeah, well, not with your collarbone, but any serious injury where you just had to play on regardless. Oh
2: well, I must be honest. When I did my my collarbone I, I wasn't playing football, but there's no way I could have played football with that. Right. The pain was so bad; it was one of the worst things I ever had. Uh, so, it, but but Jenny Bourne was a, was a hard nut. Actually, it was it was Bobby. It was in a tackle with Bobby Collins. Now, Jerry was a hard nut himself, and Bobby Collins was an even harder nut. And Bobby was smaller than me. Stocky lad, great player. But but could he handle himself? And it was a tackle, it was a 50-50 tackle, really. Now, in a 50-50 tackle, how do you break somebody's collarbone?
0: Uh, Well, you tell me.
2: Well, I don't know myself, but Bobby (laughs) managed to do it. But but Jerry Bourne, he played on. And that match went into extra time and everything. Yeah, You know?
0: yeah it's uh, it doesn't say much for me
2: you know, and I played most of the game when he's marking me <laughs> <laughs> and
0: did you did you know something was wrong did you know he was injured no no
2: didn't show uh. it <laughs> Yeah, have broken, he had a broken I didn't know I didn't even know that he'd, he'd uh, broken he was, he, he was unbelievable what he could do imagine yeah. playing a match breaking your collarbone is unbelievably bad I, I broke it it had fallen uh, unbelievable but he was he wasn't hard enough. He could he could he could handle himself. But Bobby Collins was was even harder.
1: Yeah.
2: Bobby was smaller than me. But he was a great <laughs> player for Celtic. He'd been a great player for yeah, Celtic yeah. for ten years. Then he went to Everton for a few years and then he came to Leeds. And he he was the biggest influence, in my opinion, for Leeds getting to where they were. Yeah, uh, having 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 come to the club. Absolutely brilliant. Brilliant.
0: Uh, those days uh, around the 60s like you often see video of it now and the cop and the yeah. crowd are singing Beatles songs and the atmosphere and everyone's crowded in Like they obviously that Anfield crowd at the time worshipped uh, a Roger Hunt w- would you have got a sense of that of the esteem he was held in around Liverpool when he was playing there
2: oh yeah I think they called him Lord Roger <laughs> he was known as Lord Roger with the Liverpool oh, they loved him but you couldn't help but love him as a player that, that's, that's playing for you and yeah. he gave it everything he got for years and years you know, they did as like you said there over here, he's got like uh, two hundred ninety-five goals in four hundred ninety appearances. Yeah, like, and he was just a lad that got on with the job, didn't cause any trouble, never got into any trouble, and just honest in what he did. You know, he, he never kicked anybody, but he'd go for the ball. He was a good header of the ball. He scored that day with a header. He was, he was just a manager's dream. Yeah, modest, uh, terrific lad, really, really, and a terrific player, terrific player. Yeah. Never got the headlines, Roger. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And, like, a lot of people don't remember, a lot of people that I talk about don't remember that he actually played in the World Cup in '66.
0: Yeah, as you say, he played every minute of the final, but anyone, yeah, anyone well, talks well, about is Jeff Hurst. He played in all the matches, mm. I th-
2: Now, he was a great lad. He was a modest lad. Most of, the, most of the lads I ever met in football who were terrific players had this modesty about them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always found this when you see young fellas and their, their head goes away, they never make it. They never make it. I've seen lads come into, into the teams, play a couple of matches, and they play really well. And they had a goal, Nathan. And they really the really big time. Yeah. Then. With all the lads that I've met now, or played with or against, who were great players, had a, were very, very modest individuals. And Roger was one of them, one of the most modest I ever met. Never talk about themselves. Just get on with the job.
0: Yeah. Uh, an incredible career as we said and that sadly died earlier this week at the age of 83 uh, we've live commentary of Liverpool against Manchester City on Sunday huge game in the Premier League this weekend um Liverpool head into that scoring goals for fun uh, John every game they seem to score three most Salahs in sensational form similar scenario again in midweek in the Champions League Uh, you were saying a few weeks ago you felt they're going to go very close if not all the way uh, this season in the Premier League Uh, what have you made of them over the last week and a player in particular who's come up into the side in the last week Curtis Jones in midfield I'm wondering what you've made of him
2: good lad I think he's going to be a top notcher Right. Really, really good. You know, he's got, a, he got? he's got a good few matches last year when they had a lot of injuries. Yeah. And, and he looks the part. I think he's a type of player that Liverpool need. I think he's a genuine uh, creator in the middle of the field. You know, they've a lot of good players in, in, in there, as we know, uh, with Firmino and, 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 and a few others. But none of them uh, are... are, are schemers they used to call them schemers in my day that get a hold of the ball and and uh, know when it's time to to slow it down and that and this this lad is only is only young but he has that ability to do what i think none of the other midfield players can do at liverpool i think he can stay in the team right? right yeah and and he'd be a big big plus for them but the, but they've got it going again uh, liverpool there's no doubt and i think porto seem to be, seem to be a, a good club for them didn't they beat them five or one yeah, the, in four. Porto last year and yeah. the year before, and another five this year away from home? That's a, you know that's a fantastic result. But I think they, they they've got the uh, you know Van Dyke is coming back. He think he'll get better, better with uh, every game he plays. Get that, that match fitness. Uh, they'll take it. They'll take a bit of stopping. There's no doubt about that.
0: The addition of say Curtis Jones then and and also Thiago, who's a different type of player, does it suggest that? Klopp is trying to get something more from him in his midfield because so often, as you know, you would used to describe it as that go, 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 and like, that midfield gave them the energy to do that with a Henderson mm. and a Fabinho and a Vinaldum. That mm. maybe now with those type of players, he's looking for a bit more control in midfield?
2: Yeah, I think he's right too, Nathan. I think that the go, go, go is fine, uh, but I think. It, uh, you know, but in a match when it's going your way, everybody's okay. But when it starts going against you, the likes, thats when you need a, a, a Curtis Jones who can read it. When Graham Suness was there, he's a perfect example for it at Liverpool. Like when you're playing in that position, you have to 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 know right. This is going against us a little bit. We have to slow it down. Just get on the ball. Uh, I know he, this kid is capable of that. Graham Suness did it. But all, of all the other midfield players that Liverpool have at the moment. I don't think there's anybody can do that. Because mm. once you slow, you know, it's reading the game. When it's just going against you, you might be two up, it's going against you. And then obviously there's only one ball on the pitch, as we know. And if you can get a grip of the ball, then it stops the team from coming on against you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because what happens with Liverpool, if you get against them and they're playing a high line, they, they can be a bit vulnerable. You know. Yeah. So what you have, if you get a midfield player who stops the other team even getting to the defence, and that's what Young Jones is capable of doing, and 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 Graham Suness could do it. A few players could do it. Uh, just no. This is not going. This is going against so the signs in the pitch when you're on the pitch to know we need to slow this down a little bit. These, these, this team is coming back on us. So you get a grip of the ball, a little ball here, a little ball there, little ball there, just to take the heat out of it. And Liverpool didn't, with Henderson is not capable of doing and Milner, good players in their own right in what they do. But I think Jones is capable of going the the, the extra bit to be able to know, no, this is, we need to slow it down a bit here and get a grip of the ball. Yeah. I think it would be a big, I think it would be a really, really big player for Liverpool.
0: It's a huge game on Sunday and it's a game that generally lives up to the hype as well over the last three or four years. Some of the matches between Liverpool and Manchester City have been right from the top drawer. When you think back to those big games you used playing like this, John, across the course of a season, is there a different feel in training? Is there a different feel in the dressing room on a week like this? Or do you want everything as if it's just another game?
2: Well, it, it it can only be another game, Nathan. You know, it, it, like it's it's okay. You, you you should be preparing for every match the same anyway. So when it comes to say Leeds against Liverpool away or Manchester United away, it's it's on the day, you know. You, like you, you shouldn't be. You you, you you probably. You know, obviously it's a big match and yeah. it's a great match to play in. But but I think most players look forward to those matches, Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. I know I did and the Leeds, and Armidale. You'd be really up for these games. I mean, this is what you you play football for, mm. you know. Because people say, "Well, you're going to Wembley, would you be nervous?" Of course, you'd be a bit nervous, but that's that's what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's a, if you're going to be a professional footballer, you want to play in the big games. I know. I, know, I did come across some players when it did come to the big day, couldn't handle it, you know. But but if you're going to be the real McCoy and, and win things, you have to be like Liverpool. Uh, and, and the players at Manchester United who are winning them and they're right in and that you know the, you, you're a bit nervous you, 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 there would be something wrong with you if you weren't a bit nervous but you have oh, yeah. to handle those nerves Nathan you know yes. you have to handle them you have to like the, I think most players have a show off portion if that's the right word in them now when you're a kid you want to play in the cup final you want to play in front of a big crowd. There's a bit of a show-off situation in it. In that. Yeah. I'm, I want to show people how, how good I are. am. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the bigger the crowd, the better. That's that's if you're really that's if you're a real pro. Now, the lads who can't handle it, uh, Nathan, uh, would would play in, in biggish matches at youth level, and central league level, or playing the first team, and you soon find out about them. They're not going to handle that. They're right. not going to make it. You know, we had one or two at Leeds, young lads at Leeds, I won't name them, uh, who were t- terrific ability, but when it came to the big matches, collapsed. Didn't have the temperature. Now you get yeah. Billy Bramner, for example. Nothing was too big for Billy. Right. Do you know what I mean? Billy wants to show er- show off, this is what I can do, and he did it. You know, Billy, if you look a bit at what Billy scored in big matches, goals, goals. I mean. Yeah. Really, really important goals. I, mean, I think we won three, four or five semifinals, and I think he scored a winning goal. Even you're talking about the Liverpool match when we were beaten two-one. He scored a cracker that day. Yeah, Billy Bremner You know, I'm only showing as an example. Yeah, yeah. Like if he said if he said to somebody, like would Billy be nervous? <laughs> he must be joking. Billy, Billy was going to be started the match, and he was in many and in yeah. a lot of the matches. You know, there's there's a difference in in, in people in, in that particular way, and then he meet other lads with one or two at least young lads couldn't handle it at all. But that that
0: attitude that Billy Bremner had must have been sort of infectious in the dressing room. That you know, if he's not nervous, why should I be?
2: Oh yeah, well he was a pain in the bum sometimes <laughs> in the dressing room because he was full of life bouncing around. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. But there's other lads like Norman Hunter. Be quiet. I I didn't want to be bothered. You know, but but that, that was that was Billy. That was his way. Everybody approached it in their own own different way. Yeah, to handle the nerves, but you want to have the nerves. Uh, I yeah, yeah. if you're playing in a big match like at Wembley any big match right from the time you wake up well I know in my experience from the time I woke up in the morning I was I was on my own in my head right didn't have any distraction yeah no distraction Yeah, are nervous see to, 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 to be able to play at the level that you want to play in you you need um, what's the word the rush of rush rush of
0: adrenaline
2: adrenaline now, how do you get adrenaline, Nathan? You usually get adrenaline if, you, if something happens to you. Yeah. But for, for, as a, I, I know from the time I woke up in the morning, I got up, what, at 9 o'clock or so. I could feel... I, I was I was out of... I didn't want to talk to anybody. Wow. I was. something used to call it when I played with him. I was on automatic pilot. Right. right? That's the build-up to the match, because nobody can go out on a match without this adrenaline to play at the level that you want to play at, Nathan. So if you don't have the nerves you don't have the adrenaline.
0: And could you be distracted, John? So you had your sort of, I guess you were getting in the zone is probably what we'd say yeah, now.
2: but well, that's what they call it. You can call it what? I'm sorry, getting would, in the would, zone. Would but you it, look back in usually, games? It, it usually, it's nerves that uh, provide the adrenaline yeah. to, to be at a level mentally and physically to do what's needed to be done. So anybody that tells you, no, I wasn't a bit nervous. Well, they, they weren't going to play well. Right? But would have been to play, days... to play at the level that you want to play at, the handle the crowd and all the various things. It's not normal. Yeah, <laughs> it's not normal. You need the adrenaline to, to, to handle it and go Of course, you're nervous. You're really nervous, but, but they call it good nervous. Yeah. You, you know, you're not going out there shaking. You know, you're not going. To, oh God, I've got to go out here and play. You're looking forward to go out and play to play. But if you want to play at a certain level, then you have to have this adrenaline uh, rush, as it were. And, and to be able to handle it, and to, to try and, well, look, I'm handling this, this is okay. I'm looking forward to this, I want to play in this game. Because that's what you wanted from the time you were a kid.
0: Yeah. Did you didn't realise
2: about the nerves when you were a kid, but did, you grow into that.
0: Did you have days, John, where you had bad nerves, or where you somehow were forced out of the zone, something happened in the morning that distracted you, that got about, out, you, out of your routine, and that you just weren't right going on the pitch?
2: No, I never had that, Nathan. You know, I never, I never. Uh, well, like most nights now, I'd go into a hotel and and leave, uh, you know, Anne and the kids. Uh, They'd be uh, totally separated from that. Right. Now, I didn't always play well. I've had a, had a few, I had a few nightmares as well. I mean, I played in the semi final of the cup against a great uh, sports team in nineteen sixty two, Nathan, yeah. and I had a nightmare. That's where Matt fell out with me. I, yeah, yeah. I, I was playing. I was only twenty-one, and I was playing against you know where well, Jimmy Greaves was, was playing that day. Uh, the midfield was was um, Danny Blanchflower, uh, and Dave McKay, and John White, and I was I was I, this wasn't a good Manchester United team, but I thought I could handle it. Yeah. You know but I couldn't I had a nightmare. And Matt lost confidence in me altogether. So I was up for the match. <laughs> My nerves were okay. I had the adrenaline going, yeah. but I had a nightmare.
1: Right.
2: It can happen even with the adrenaline gone. You still have a nightmare, but, but if you don't have the adrenaline gone, you're going to have a nightmare in every match. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, before we wrap up, John, I do want to... T- talk to you about Chelsea because uh, everyone's been getting very excited about Chelsea at the start of this season and Thomas Tuchel and the arrival of Romelu Lukaku it's been a difficult week for them, uh, defeat to Manchester City and then a defeat in midweek uh, against uh, Juventus as well in the Champions yeah. League. It was interesting listening to Tuchel after the Manchester City defeat, I think it's something you've touched on before that Chelsea he felt played like they were protecting something. Is that something they're going to have to really get used to now that like, they're one of the favourites for the league. When Tuchel came in, they were sort of the underdogs. Nobody expected a huge mm. amount from them last season. But now they actually do have something to protect. They're in a title race. Mm. They have a lot to lose. That That's a mentality that he's going to have to work hard
2: to shift. Well, I'm amazed that he said that, Nathan, to, mm. to, to be honest. Because, you know, he's an experienced manager and experienced players as well. I, I think the difference, actually, in the, the Chelsea-Manchester City match was Manchester City. Right. Manchester City were back to where... They were not really at their best, especially when they didn't have the ball, Nathan. Yeah, you know they they made the a, 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 a pace in the game that actually Chelsea couldn't handle. You know it was back to where Pep was doing what they... like. I saw a Chelsea player on the ball. There was three cities players after them every time from start to finish. They totally outplayed. They didn't give Chelsea a look at the ball. Yeah. And that like now, I think what happened then in the second match, which they didn't play so well, uh the other day of City when they were beaten, and I think a lot of us do it, believe it or not, with Re- Re- Sterling coming back into the team. He's yeah. not doing that anymore.
0: Yeah, it looks a shadow of the player he was a
2: couple of years I ago. I don't know what, he hasn't played for City since last Christmas.
0: Mm.
2: Now when it came to the, the, the England team playing in the in the in the, the European championship, he was back to where he was. Yeah. He was really good, he's one of the best players. Then he starts playing for, for City again, and he's not at at the races again. He's been left out of the team. So whether he's looking to get away or not, but, but I think uh, you know if City want to do continue to do what they, they have to have this enthusiasm uh, to win back the ball like they had against Chelsea last week. Definitely, they have to do that every week, or else they won't do it. Um, I didn't see all the match now in the other day against City, but I know they had chances in the match.
0: Yeah, they did. They did. They certainly weren't uh, completely outclassed know by Paris. But they have man, to but
2: get that uh, when they haven't got the ball to chase after the ball like they did against Chelsea. And Sterling is not helping them when he's in the team to do that. Yeah. And if they're not doing that, Nathan, they won't. They won't. They won't win it. But from Chelsea's point of view, I'm amazed at the manager to to make the statements that he's made. Made. And I was I, I watched the match last night against Juventus. And I was amazed, too, at the changes he made, Nathan, over the 90 minutes.
0: Right. You know what I mean? Because he's got he a lot of praise, put, generally, for that. Sorry? He's generally got a lot of praise for the substitutions he's made. Yeah, in but
2: match. He, he put Ross Barkley in, lost his Sheik, uh, Hudson, oh, they, who haven't been in the team at all. Yeah. Like, he made, for, for, what are his five changes that you can make now?
0: Yeah, five substitutions, yeah. You
2: know, and, and Juventus were the better team. Yeah. There's no doubt, from start to finish, they were, and they've been having a bad time. So, it's amazing the way it happens you know a, few, a couple of weeks ago three weeks ago I would have said there's no way Tuchel would do that and I, and I think they will get back to be real challengers yeah. but you know Liverpool have come back into it now uh, Manchester United I, I thought didn't play well at all last night uh, yeah. Nathan we got to leave it there unfortunately John okay, uh, we'll, okay. we'll have a lot to talk about next
0: Thursday though when we have Liverpool Manchester City live on uh, Sunday afternoon yeah. so we'll uh, talk all about
2: that next Thursday mind yourself and I get to a stage where I can't stop so, <laughs> so, so, sorry about that but we'll be uh, there it's the adrenaline John it's, it's, the adre- it's the adrenaline
0: junkie that's in you it's kicking in again
2: yeah. I get that see I get that adrenaline before I start talking to you
0: that's it that's it it's like the good <laughs> old days John great stuff as always ok
2: Nathan speak to you then bye bye
0: uh, bye a reminder as well that we're delighted to have all our football on Off The Ball brought to you by Sky all all the football you love in one place across sky sports bt sport and premier sports football on off the ball with sky don't miss brighton versus arsenal on saturday night football live on
1: sky sports